0: Gresham College in the City of London was founded in 1597. For over 400 years, it's provided a range of free lectures on different subjects to those who live and work in London. One of the recent lectures was The Next Big Flood, Britain Underwater, which we'll hear more about now with Professor Carolyn Roberts. The UK has a series of problems associated with flooding. One of them is to do with the physical background of the flooding itself, so the things that are creating the flooding. Intense rainfall, uh, high uh, wind speeds in, in oceans, uh, sea levels, stormy storminess and so on. The other uh, significant element is how we manage it, uh, what we do about managing both the water and the damage that the water creates when it gets into inappropriate places like people's living rooms and so on. The third element is to do with the way things are shifting as the climate shifts so that uh, the risks are becoming more intense, particularly in certain parts of the country. So it's a threefold complex and very wicked problem, if you like. change is part of what we're talking about flooding is a natural phenomenon rivers have always overtopped their banks they never burst their banks or almost never in fact but we have we have altered the environment very significantly anyway With the things we do the way we farm the way we constrain rivers and so on so it's a mixture of um, a naturally uh, induced phenomenon flooding always happens and the problem of the the way we behave in the circumstances close to the rivers close to the coast seven we had some very severe flooding over actually quite wide areas of england and wales and um, from that we've learnt quite a lot actually one of the things that happened after that was changes in the administrative arrangements for the management of flooding now i would say those are still to be tested uh, in in reality but The other thing that happened following um, the 2007 flood uh, was that uh, quite considerable amounts of money were put into research. And that has been an astonishing British success story in terms of understanding how floods are generated, where flood water goes, um, predicting and forecasting events and so on. It has been really, really good. And um, so we're actually now pretty good with the science. We're a lot less good and have have learnt uh, far fewer lessons, I think, about the politics of managing flooding. Uh, And so that's where perhaps we need to be turning our attention now. In terms of the way we manage floods and the way politicians behave... Many politicians, both locally and nationally, have an eye to the relatively short term. So they're concerned about the next election, the next time their their, um, uh, constituency will come up uh, um, for for renewal, or their, um, their role in that constituency will come up for renewal. And they tend to want results in very short periods of time, say three, four, five years. And that's really not realistic in terms of dealing with flooding. We're also in an era of austerity, and that's making it difficult to find the money to do some of the things that really do need doing. Now, in the longer term, it makes sense, just as it does for climate change itself, it also makes sense to invest now to avert future costs. The costs that that are emerging now in the latest research on flooding, the the costs of flooding under different kinds of climate scenarios and different kinds of population growth scenarios, those costs are enormous. Um, And, um, you know, we have to do something to avert those, but that requires taking quite difficult decisions now about how we spend limited budgets. And so one understands the choice are difficult choices that politicians have to make, both locally and, and nationally. But sometimes people have to grasp the nettle, I think. The areas most at risk of flooding are... Um, well, there are three types of flooding that are really important most important in terms of the cost and the number of people at risk is undoubtedly flooding from rivers. So the larger rivers, um, the ooze in in, uh, Yorkshire, the Severn, uh, parts of the Thames above London and so on, those are, uh, are, are areas of some significance. There are others as well. The next most significant in terms of the economic costs is coastal flooding and there we're talking about the areas around East Anglia but also the Thames estuary uh, and areas of Essex and Kent um, and some smaller areas in Lincolnshire but there are isolated areas all over the place um, where we have vulnerable bits of infrastructure. Then the other uh, important part uh, area of flooding is uh, flooding from surface water runoff from urban areas where we've got runoff um, well actually not just in urban areas in, in the fields and, and so on immediately around urban areas where we've got either impermeable surfaces um, or we've got agricultural land that's rather badly managed and that generates a lot of runoff um, so that's, that, those are very localised and they're very responsive to intensive rain, intense rain, uh, and the, all the climate models suggest that's going to happen more frequently, so there, there are problems there spread out. The last kind of flooding actually that has some uh, significance, particularly in and around London, is uh, uh, groundwater flooding, clear water flooding we call it, and that's caused by generally wet Periods, uh, rather than intense rain, but when water levels rise uh, and, and get into areas where they're not, again, not usually, uh, not we would say supposed to be, um, and uh, that's a bit more insidious. It's still quite significant, actually. So we're talking um, the total costs at the moment are are in the uh, the billions of pounds a year on average, uh, and as we go forward into the future, they become even more significant. So it's it's uh, it's, it's worth doing something about. I think. people affected not only globally by climate change and flooding but locally are those who are people who are poorer um, and rather marginalised, uh, uh, people who live in smaller houses and so on, uh, often on floodplains or more often on floodplains, proportionally more often on floodplains. And so, if you say, "What can you do as an individual?" um, People have different power, different amounts of power. So, if you're relatively wealthy, you can probably do something to protect your house, and you're less likely to be living on a floodplain anyway. But you might want to flood-proof your house as best you can. If you live in a rented, a small rented house in a terrace, say, it's much more difficult to do something because you just protecting your house is not going to, to uh, or trying to protect your house will not stop water entering from your. Adjacent properties um, so it 's actually quite difficult to say what can people do in one group? What I would say people can do is actually to pressurize their, uh, their uh, represent political representatives to address this issue because really we should be taking decisions at the level of community now, not at the level of individual. I might add that we've also seen some pretty shocking behaviour in previous flood events by individuals. So individuals with power and strength and influence, for example, grabbing all the sandbags and putting them around their own house, leaving aside other people who can't physically manage to to uh, um, uh, drag sandbags around. Sandbags are not very helpful anyway, but but, um, so, you know, it's a community response we need and actually people buying into their local community in terms of action is a much better approach for all of us, actually. Uh, Average temperature, global temperature changes to around 2 degrees will dramatically avert some of the damage from flooding that would occur should we not be able to do that. Once you start getting to 4 degrees uh, of change then you're into much more serious uh, consequences in terms of flooding. As As the atmosphere heats up. Everything tends to move more quickly. The atmosphere becomes more volatile, the sea level rises, we get more rainstorms and so on, uh, at least in in the UK, where we sit in relation to the um, the, the position of the jet stream. Uh, other places in the globe will experience things differently, but certainly our experience here in the UK is likely to be one of more extremes, and, uh, and that's of, of some consequence.